Hey everybody, Casey Curry here. Where to next? Episode 14. I got my good buddy Aaron and Kyle, uh, who does all the media stuff uh, for my program and Curry Enterprises with us. Hey guys. What up? What's up? And uh, today, uh, you know, we are all sitting here uh, right now. We're actually at Curry Enterprises. Um, just staying safe. Uh, you know, coronavirus, we're doing everything we can to protect ourselves um, and just you know, playing our part uh, with California and the United States. So we're uh, we're hanging out. So at that, uh, man, it's been a crazy year. Uh, we've had a lot going on. Um, and, you know, in these times, we're more so looking at where to next um, as, man, when this is over, it's all about adventure. So I figure right now, while we can't go anywhere, is to dream up where we're going to go next. And my whole thing is, like, I got some hot spots. Uh, that I feel I want to hit this summer slash fall, uh, even going into the winter time, and uh, that's why I called Aaron. I was like, "Man, I think the first place that we all want to go to uh, when this is over, whether it be if it's over in May, great. If it's not, we'll go in the summer or uh, into fall. It's glamorous. So uh, I think if you guys got any spots that you think we should go to, check out. Uh, please hit us up, shoot us a message uh, on any channel, social media, uh, even get on my website, but. You know, my thing is uh, one place that we all love that I haven't got to go to at all. Um, but besides training for Dakar and, and last year is is Glamis, and uh, I'm I'm a big fan. I absolutely love it. Uh, I love my driving. happy place, yeah, right? I love Glamis. Love driving Can Am's there, and you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll start, Aaron. Where do we camp if we're gonna go? Where, where, where's the, the best place? Guru. I love Glamis, dude. I I I didn't grow up going there i started going there probably when i was in high school but like my brothers and sisters started going or my brothers got to go with my aunt and uncles um when they were like young like jonas's age like 10 or something like that and i was like all we got left out because i was a younger brother so um yeah that's my happy spot though but uh uh camping it's the camping etiquette in glamis is kind of funny right like you have the pads that's off of gecko road all the high-end stuff like they don't like to get dirty so they are always stay on the pavement so any of the uh pads off of gecko road those are always like a coveted spot just because you're not getting stuck and dealing with the sand you're on asphalt uh the whole time um we grew up going down to the washes down by the train tracks and the beach store but again if you're too uppity for that you know the train's going by all the time so that's loud that the washes are are dusty just because there's so many people down there um obviously no no pavement um in recent years, they've got the, they've at least done some upgrades and graded the road. They put some uh, bathrooms down there and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'm a fan. I like to go, um, I like to stay up uh, Cement Flats. It's right there off of Gecko Road in the Ranger Station. Um, we like it there because as we get older, the party scene isn't there. Like everyone kind of shuts it down, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. You're not sitting there getting blasted by music by your neighbor. You know, they're pretty respectful. But, um, and, more so you're just right there by the big dunes it doesn't take you uh, a while to go through all the small dunes over you know um over what holes to get over to like the big big fun dunes uh like it is down in the washes so now um, what does it take to camp in that there, if you're like halfway between the store and gecko up on the hill are you allowed to camp there or what is the rules on that from what I understand, I think you can kind of camp wherever you want. We, <laughs> we were driving down, uh, driving down, you know, to go to the washes and, uh, we saw a, a truck and a fifth wheel like on sand highway, like they were headed towards Osborne. 
like in the middle of sand highway like what the heck are you doing where are you going but i as far as i know if you can get there you can camp there so now everybody you all you pretty much pay for the permit no matter where you go right yeah i want to say the permit's like 150 bucks for a season pass or it's like 35 bucks if you get it off-site if you get at the ranger station it's like 50 bucks so you can buy it like in brawley or whatever brawley any of the gas stations as you're coming to glamis we'll sell them nice so so camping so yeah i'm i'm uh in my older age i like cement flats as well try not to park my motorhome in the dirt and i'm lazy it's another 30 minute drive on the way home so but yeah i I definitely you know the dunies was there it was fun that was cool and there's a lot of motorhomes having that in the um in the washes you can park like in a big circle where on sand highway you basically park in in line yeah sand highway gets a little tricky because once you get off the sand if you're not on one of the pads or even in uh gecko loop you get uh off into the sand and then you're going to be dealing with getting stuck or you just got to be careful on where you park but so now as far as like never been where where are places like not so much like where are places you can go hang like at nighttime or during the day that give people like uh, a destination not like the sand you know we'll, we'll talk about like you know sand drags or uh oils but i'm saying like where you can eat go hang out drive to that has something that you can uh you know go and basically get a burger i think one of the staples obviously a lot of people know that have been going to glamis for a while is boardsmanville boardsmanville has been there forever um in more recent years down in buttercup which is south glamis um there's a spot called uh, duner's diner that's pretty cool um from gecko road it's probably a good 40 well depending on how fast you're driving but 40 minutes or so 45 minutes or so to get down there but um i know uh, lance with boardsonville has been doing a lot to try and get the uh railroad crossing uh back open though so that's pretty cool you know he's fighting the good fight down there trying to get uh the land open back up on the other side of the tracks there so um hopefully he gets that uh, taken care of but yeah boardsonville is a good place um destinations i don't know like is the store open blank. what about the store right at the washes yeah that's always open there's um, food there no they used to have a pizza joint there pizza joint was actually pretty good but yeah now it's just a convenience store and then uh, now nah, no other places to really eat um but other i don't know other cool destinations in glamis like i think probably one of the most popular right now is a swing set like every time we go to the swing set something new is there um there was a volleyball court that was someone set up and then there was a um a tetherball like sweet i actually had that concept that i wanted to do something out in the dunes just for that reason you know you go out to a dune and we always will ride for 10 or 15 minutes my kids want to get out and go play in the sand so like all right when we stop let's build something cool i actually wanted to to put like a swing set out there couple years ago like and a then, geocache yeah like geocache or longitude just, and yeah and give you a it. give you a destination whenever you leave camp you're like oh, all right where are we gonna go and so the hill or you know the flagpole memorial which um if anyone has never gone out there on uh, veterans day last year was actually the very first time i've ever been on veterans day but they do a really rad ceremony at uh, the flagpole on veterans day it's pretty rad and all these locate like okay, so now if we get onto like hot spots, we got you got Competition Hill, which I think is pretty much mellowed out. Yeah. Uh, Oldsmobile, China Wall. The I think the two, the main destinations will be Olds, 
um, the flagpole and uh, swing set. How, and how the, you, and the drags, and the drags. How do you, like okay for a guy that's never been? How how do I get there? How do I know where I'm going? How, like, if I got a GPS, <laughs> have we got lead now? The best way yeah, is Secret to have society? a GPS to uh, either how GPS. Do you get where, I mean, is there any of this stuff on a pin? How do you find any of this? Yeah, stuff? if you Google, um, if you Google GPS coordinates, Glamis uh, destinations, or stuff like that, like it'll come up. I actually we the last trip we went um, three weeks ago or so, something like that. We were gonna go to uh, China Wall, and I haven't been to China Wall in years. I don't even know how to get there and um yeah i just gps'd it and we actually didn't end up going to china wall because it's deep out there but is it deep as far it's like further than the flagpole or uh the swing set i think it's a little bit deeper than the than the swing set but you got to remember like this is what always tripped me out is when you go down the washes or when you go down gecko road like the washes and gecko road run parallel like it's it's a parallel line to each other um, oh, I didn't know that. All the way down to like the eight. And huh. so I always figured it kind of, you know, wide yeah. out further apart. And But yeah, no, if you'll go from one side, you'll hit the other. And so it's kind of just how deep in the dunes you go. But, um, hmm. but yeah, to, to find them, either uh, go with a veteran who knows their way around the dunes. Uh, my uncle, dude, I don't even, he's like, his, he has his own built-in GPS um knows like, where it all how, is. How, how the heck do you know where you're going oh i recognize this dude you know they've been going there for years but the longer you go the the more you'll start to recognize the dunes and or where you're at in the dunes the nights the worst night rides you get turned around pretty quick but yeah gps is your best bet yeah so now if you were to go when 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 should we go when would be scheduled for out there i know it gets hot well first big weekend is um Halloween is always the kickoff weekend. Camp Razor, the, they have the big event out there. Um, I'd say anytime before December, it's still pretty warm out there. Um, anytime after January, January to like March, like right now, it's kind of a bummer with everything going on in the world right now. We can't go to Glamis. That kind of sounds uh, <laughs> superficial, I guess, yeah. or not not the priority. But uh, no, anywhere till about March or April, just depending on how our winter's been. It's been pretty nice and cool right now so then but it does get hot in the summer yeah it gets pretty hot but i've I've talked to buddies that have gone out there they'll just do a a night run they'll jam out there in the day uh or in the afternoon get there at night ride all night sleep for a few hours in the day and then just rip home so at night still it's like the river Mm -hmm. at night you know it'll cool off to you know high 90s low 90s yeah that'd be fun i always talk about that get so lazy that when it comes to a four-hour drive each way, I, you know, obviously now everything's changing because when I get out, I have no problem driving anywhere. But before, it's like everywhere you go, it's just such a drag right now. All right, but, I'm stamping that. We're gonna have to do that once this summer. <laughs> uh, do a night run and uh, night run in Glamis in the middle of summer. Yeah, I'm I'm all about that. That's what it's in, like. My whole thing is like, dude, I want to go out way more than obviously now having the time at home just you know the blessings that we live in california four hours away from glamis is pretty amazing but uh now all right well uh what, what do you think as far as uh anything you could drive out there i mean what, what's your what's your what's your jam oh man that's a tough one i go back and forth you know i have my buggy um been riding uh the side by sides out there and um 
you just can't replace a V8. <laughs> you know, the side by sides are a blast. Like my whole thing in my sand car, it's, it is a project and a half to get it out there. It doesn't really fit my trailer. I got to like take some parts. I had to take the wheel off. I had to cut the step and weld the step in and, it, it is a mission. And now that my kids are getting older and riding themselves, like now I have the Razor 170 for the girls and Jonas's dirt bike. And so like, if I want to take everything, it, I really got to pack it in there. Right. So the side-by-side is just the easiest way to load that thing in there. Everything fits. Um, but once I'm there, I'm like, man, I wish I had my sand car just for that raw horsepower, like jumping dunes is not that you can't jump it in a side-by-side, but you can't replace a V8. That's right. I want to get the uh, that what trophy Jeep has to go out there one time. I, I figured I was going to do it this November, but obviously with. Would you even put paddles on that thing or just um, run it? In I'd probably just run it. Because if, if I put 37s on it, then I got to worry about if I stuff it, then the front end will be plowing into the ground with that IFS in the front. So it's like I just run on 40s. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd put paddles on it. But I uh, see for myself, like growing, that's where I feel like. Going on now, like I love the UTVs for the fact that you can go wide open for a long period of time without breaking anything. I can pretty much, you, you know, anybody can pretty much drive anything as hard and as fast as you can, and everything has its limits. And it's like every V8 buggy, it's like they're meant to be driven hard for a little bit of time, right? They're overpowered with a small radiator, well, from what I see. And like you, for myself, like if I'm going to go out there, like give me a nice 30-minute moto hard and then, you know, well, that too, and the the prep that goes into getting the buggy ready to go, versus the side by side, a lot of work. Man, it's so much work. Yeah, but um, see, yeah, that is a lot of work. See, but now for me, growing up, like, dude, uh, growing up, the reason I feel that I did I do so well in the car and all these world rallies around the world is that, for myself, dude, I grew up driving jeeps out there, and like. Dude, under under two hundred horsepower, forty or thirty seven or yeah, thirty seven inch tires, four inch lift, super sketchy in the sand dunes, and like, dude, we were sixteen, seventeen years old driving them. You ever been to Dumont? Yeah. So I've never been to Dumont. I've been to Pismo and uh, Galamis. Um, my question was going to be like, well, not even about Dumont, but um, like, how would you even compare the dunes from Galamis to like what you did in Dakar? Uh, either this year in Saudi or even last year in Peru? Uh, nothing alike. So the difference is in Glamis, like when you get out deep in the sand dunes and they get where not a lot of people drive, it's peaky on top. It is very is more similar to, to uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, like for me, the, the sand dunes don't have a lot of rhythm in Saudi. And the sand dunes in America do because that so many people crest the tops, it pushes the sand around and then makes it where it can roll from. You can basically roll from one bowl to the next quickly. And the transition is, is smooth where over in Saudi, no one really drives on them. And the wind is blowing so often and so hard that it gets a, uh, a peak top. So it'll always be smooth on one side and, and peaked on the other. Uh, and then in Saudi, it also has like where the wind blows in circles instead of in the direction. So it'll, you'll get like bowls that are unfinished. And so like, it'll be four or five bowls together. So you'll drive over one and it's in, you know, glamorous, you have the witch eyes and you gotta be careful of them. Like there's witch eyes that are like 20 times as big. So like, you'll just drive over and you're in a pocket that has like no rhythm, no way to get out. And it's soft almost all the way around. So it's, it's so different. Uh, and then in Peru, uh, I only know how to use it as like 
7,000 foot elevation sand dune. So it's like big bear. Look at the whole mountain, every, you know, every crack, every little roll in the ma- in the mountain. And that's how it is. Like it's that tall. And the same way you drive up to big bear on like the 338 or any side road, that's how you get to the top. You basically pick your, you start at the bottom and you work your way sideways up and you find where it's, it's got a pocket of a flat spot and then you stretch for the next one. That's going to be another 500, 600 feet higher in elevation. But they a lot bigger. I mean, yeah, the sand dunes in Saudi are probably not much taller than I, I'd say the highest sand dune we saw was, I don't know, 1,500 feet elevation, which is still a lot from like sea level, but not nothing compared to Peru is real. Like, I mean, as far as like 8,000 feet elevation, you go down at wide open and literally having to pop your eardrums twice because you're, you know, your ears are getting pressure in them and you're going so fast, so straight. So like it, it's, it's, it is crazy, but then the color. Then I mean, uh, you get into this. Then you get the color of the sand and the way that you know, like we have like a hint of brown with the white sand uh, over there. You get like white spots where it's twenty to thirty miles of white sand dunes, no hint of brown at all. And then that'll be like in high noon. Then you'll have no, you'll have no. You can't see any shadow anywhere, so it all looks flat. But it's not flat at all. Right, it'd be like going to Glamis and having high noon, and then basically taking all the color away. It'd be it's it's oh man, it's it's tough. And then you go to Saudi. Saudi doesn't have flight. Uh, we never had that problem in Saudi. Uh, they got a, a hint of red in the sand, and then the red basically to me is like a heavier sand, so it makes it it's not it's not as hard to drive on. Uh, but it it also makes it where there's when there's not pockets of red sand, then it's super soft. Did you ever get stuck out there? In Glamis? Yeah. No, I'm not. Oh, in Saudi? In Saudi. Do you no. ever get stuck? Never. We never got in the car once. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, Kyle, uh, you're a moto, dude. Do you ever take your 450 out to Glamis? No. Let's see. My first time going to Glamis was Dooney's. And I think, like, one of the times I rode with you in your sand car. Like, <laughs> I, I've never gotten to take a bike. I've ridden technically once on the back of Ronnie Renner's bike filming a shoot there. But, I like, see, that's what I, I know Glamis as a motocross spot, but... Like now going out there, like people take Jeeps, freaking BJ Baldwin took a Porsche. Like it's like, so now I'm seeing it more also as like, you don't necessarily have to take your toys there. You could like drive your toy and use your toy there. Risky business. Uh, But like you see it more (laughs) often now. Your Jeep would work. I'm not taking my stock Jeep out there. (laughs) Hey, Janie did. Janie did it. Yeah, she did. She did. I think, but that, you know, like, like you said, I think that's the cool part about Glamis is the fact that it is close enough. Like you can bring a Jeep air down and go see all the destinations, right? Most of the hot spots, um, are the cool destinations have, uh, are basically in some of the, you know, valleys, the same highways you can, you can pretty much get out there. So would you ride? Yeah, I want to, I've just never had the opportunity. Like one, one, I mean now with a 450, you could probably use just a regular tire but always like dude i've never changed a tire on my bike i'd have to beg my dad to put a freaking paddle tire on for one trip that's not gonna happen like so story of my life yeah yeah story of my life i got sensitive hands man i don't work on stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. no i i dude for me like yeah i don't know i like the challenge that's what i like about glamis is going there like having you know like i know everything has big bad toys and i mean i'd love to have them but Dude, I've also driven like Myers Manx and three C three wheel ATCs, 
like through the gnarliest of the like i love that challenge of are we too close to dying or is this like not like i like that on the edge like calculated risk and man we can get ourselves in some big trouble if this goes wrong i'll give it up to my aunt dude she goes out that she has the the same sanderell since i've known them like they for years it's a old school volkswagen i think it has like a 1835 in it not even like a big 2276 uh you know built motor but that thing will make it up any dune may not be the fastest she ain't setting time records or anything but that it's reliable the smile we always say the smile per dollar right the how much money you spend on your toys your smile doesn't get any bigger than what she spent so um, but yeah, that thing's end of the trip. That thing's always going and she gets everywhere. It's pretty comedy. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. I need to, uh, we definitely need to plan a trip. I'm thinking, uh, depending on when this is over, maybe what, what if we do early June? Is it too hot in June? Not for his night trip that you want to do Not for that night trip. I, we, <laughs> we got to do the night trip and, uh, yeah, you got to get the kids out there. It was pretty pumped for me this season. Uh, my son's Jonas, he's 11. He started riding his, uh, 150 out there. And just to see him ride in the dunes, um, is rad. Like that's, that's what, yeah, but it's changed him now. Cause now I would agree that obviously I didn't go to Glamis, but when we went to the motorcycle track, his riding level went from beginner to like intermediate just by riding in the sand dunes. Yeah, you're gonna be there, dude. Couple, yeah. couple more years. Trying, trying my hardest not to be there. <laughs> trying my hardest Baseball, not to. Baseball, golf. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tennis. yeah. I, I, I mean, my thing is on on glam is you know, there's so much to do and the journey and and the, like having campfires at night and the music blaring and if you want to go, you know, on the big weekends. What what are what do you, what are the big weekends? Uh, Camp Razors, the kickoff, um, Thanksgiving. Uh, basically any holiday presidents is a big day out there um new year's pe- yeah people go out there from christmas to new year's it's packed that whole that whole week out there um but yeah any any big holiday anytime people have off work they'll they'll jam out there do you do both do you do like holiday weekends and then off weekends i think i've gone to glamis more this year than i have in the previous years and being out there when we filmed the Doonies, like I think the Doonies trip was usually the only trip I got out there for uh, several years. Um, cause we would be in Supercross and then all the other events, you know, winter X games and King of hammers and all those events. So we, in recent years, haven't even made it out as much as we have, uh, in years past, but, uh, I, I try to get out there as much as we can. What do you like better off weekends or like, you can get more people to go on a holiday weekend, obviously, like for friends wise, like more people have time off work that way. But like, do you like it emptier, more people? Personally, I don't have good luck with um, law enforcement. So uh, <laughs> the the least amount of people around for me is, is better. Off weekends are, are way better. It's just a lot more mellow. The kids can ride. You don't have to worry as much. Um, it seems, uh, on, on the big holiday weekends, you get a little, a lot of the riffraff out there. So obviously law enforcement has to crack down on, uh, a lot of the people who just aren't being smart and being safe out there. But, um, yeah, off weekends out there are the best, man. Can't, can't beat it. I never get to go. So I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, well, it's funny. I did go to Halloween weekend this, this last year and we had a freaking blast. It was, they just, 
shredding the dunes. It, it was chaos at the same time. We got to be careful, but you know, just the opportunity to go out and push hard. Like what's fun on the big weekends is that fact that like everything you have going on, uh, there's so many people out there that like the ride, the rides get big. And like, I love like dude, 20 people on a ride. It's so much fun. Like just pushing it hard. And where were you at? Um, Oregon dunes where you had, uh, what event was that? You were out there uh, and you had like a two. massive ride. I think you was it UTV takeover the one you did or was it dune fest? Dune fest. Dune fest. We Casey led a like a hundred people long <laughs> line. It was ridiculous. Oh, it, was, it was the sickest thing <laughs> Con- I've ever done. Congo line. I was, I had four people in my Can-Am. Uh, I had four people and adults, all adults. And we started and didn't really know. And, uh, Dude, we literally pushed. I, I mean, I was driving wide open for 30 minutes. We were, we were told not to do anything crazy, but then the 10 cars that are behind us were all fighting to see who could be either <laughs> could be in front of Casey or next to Casey. So, like, there was full rubbing and racing going on behind us. And, like, I'm yeah, hanging Cody, out the window, and I'm like, dude, it's getting wild out here. <laughs> like, Cody got uh, rear-ended, and he got... Uh, rubbed on door to door, like people were fully trying to pass him. He was just trying to drive. All he was trying to do was ride behind me. But dude, that that kind of like I love that stuff. Like being because like for myself, I love the opportunity to retrain before anybody else. Why I like the car and uh, phew, dude, just going. I mean, we were f- f- seriously as fast as a force he can would go. And that was one of those like it was a thirty minute ride, but every single person had a hour long story, like. Just from that short little trip, like, yeah, I'd like to see a race be put on out in. Columbus. Oh, it'd be so much fun! I've I been agree. About I think that for years, and even after going to the car and seeing, you know, some of the stuff racing through the dunes, like, man, that'd be rad. I see. Just doing like just waypoints, just little. You could do like just make it like. A, well, my dream for us. Yeah, just waypoints, but then we're no, 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 no waypoints, no waypoints, no waypoints, no, no waypoints. I'm saying. Uh, you literally build like a square. BCP. No, no, just squares, uh, or a square, and then basically put you know uh, a waypoint that you have to hit in four corners. If you don't hit, you got to turn around and go get it. But rather than that, like it's open, so there's a line. That way, no one's going unsafe backwards at you. We're not going to get into real, you know, to car style racing where car, yeah. you know, everyone's going the same direction. You're on a line on your GPS, and you literally just put four dots and then go, and literally. To me, it goes into way more now because now you go, how smart are you to, you know, like, for example, was me and my brother, we, when I was starting to get into to car racing, like we were trained, I'd go and have him train with me. So we'd, we'd put, you know, somebody f- two miles ahead and just sit him on top of a hill. And then we'd say, all right, on your mark, get set, go. Like I would study terrain. He would go straight to it. Well, it would be straight there was like the bigger dunes with more cups at the top and then like a half mile off to one side would be a valley so i just hop in the valley go wide open and then cut back in and go to the the deal well, i beat him almost every time yeah right oh yeah because he did it wasn't he was driving fast but dude cresting the top of every sand dune you gotta you're you gotta rely was he like following the dunes and no, he's just he went straight ahead yeah he was he was doing he, he was, was doing dooning. correct yeah but I went over and basically went to. I found I. It got wasn't a, the easiest path. That's right. It wasn't the, and what you you're hauling butt in your mind, but in reality, he was, he was way off pace, and that's where like, 
I feel like that would be a sick kind of race because now it's like there's no pre- you, you can pre run all you want if you wanted to, but it ain't gonna do anything because yeah. my whole thing is like I want to make it just put a couple dots out there and straight line on the GPS. I don't need a bunch of turns. Just drive, do how, however you want to go. Well, you wouldn't even be able to pre run because with the weather and the wind oh, out there, yeah, like change it changes the, the dunes and your tracks are gone and yeah, that'd be. Let me do a. Um, I wonder if you could do a. a you like poker run poker run would be dope right you can, you could do like uh Dooner's diner swing set Oldsmobile, and literally have like a bunch of destinations out there plug it into gps that would be rad that would be i don't know if it, it did anyone do that out there not that i know of maybe the asa the sand organization out there um they may have done some stuff in the past but nothing that i've really seen recently Oof, that would be a It'd be fun, like lots of fun. But, you know, then you can get in there and do it with a big group of people. You could do it if you want to take it serious, go fast by yourself. But it'd be fun to have all like side by side so that way you're not getting anything dangerous out there in front of you. But, I mean, heck, if you're going to put on a race, you just do it timed. Go, you know, 20-mile loop every five minutes. It'd be fair game, no dust, no nothing. That'd be fun. Bring all the trophy trucks out there. How many trophy trucks do you even think they could drive out there? Yeah, those things are heavy, man. They'd be uh, they'd be getting stuck pretty easily. Yeah, they'd be gnarly. Especially so. if you do it like that, you start putting a waypoint and they have to turn around and yeah, they turn out there. You get spicy. Oh, maybe a new idea. So, but anyways, all right. Well, dude, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, thank you guys. And then, man, where to next? Episode fourteen. We got a lot more coming. I do apologize. Uh, life has definitely got the best of me lately. Uh, obviously, coronavirus has slowed things down, but between racing, everything else, uh, we get we got a lot more coming. I got a lot of new places we want to go and visit. Um, I have some destinations in mind, man. If you guys got any ideas of places for us to go, places for us to scout, or just look into going, whether it's in Jeeps, Can-Ams, or just to go hang out. We're looking for new ideas. We want to go out and, and live as much as we can uh, while working as hard as we can. So you guys got any ideas, let us know. But right now, we'll be back uh, for episode 15 shortly. 